Welcome to the Positively Midlife Podcast. We are college friends now in our 50s exploring midlife together. Join us on this journey filled with honest discussion on the topics and challenges that are important to women at midlife. So today we're here to talk about book clubs and Ellen is going to share with us her four or five um, selections that you just need to read this summer. So for the summer of 2022, she's got some great picks. Well, that's exciting. I love reading, so I can't wait to hear all of her selections. And actually, it's glad for us to, I'm so happy that the three of us are back together again. It's really been too long. Oh, me too. Me too. The band is back together, ladies. Yes. Yeah, it's great to get back together. And we all love reading so much. And we're super excited about this episode. So let's start off first, though, with some of our obsessions. So we can get quickly back to our talking about our books. Well, I'm going to start with mine, if you guys don't mind, since I've been gone. But my obsession um, is tennis. I know you all have played tennis. I have a lot of friends that played tennis. So I feel like I'm a little late to the party. But I think it's a great sport that I can play with you guys, with other friends, um, doubles, singles. And it's a great form of exercise. We have a great community center here in St. Petersburg, uh, the St. Pete Tennis Center. Uh, And I'm taking an introductory clinic. So that's going to be my obsession, not only for today, but for the rest of the summer. That's a great one. I love that. I'm excited. My obsession is actually kind of summer focused too, but it's called, it's this new product that um, a friend of mine actually um, sells. And I was so excited to try it. It's called Nora Glow. It's like an illuminating body oil, but it's a dry um, body oil. So you don't feel all slick and greasy and it has just enough shimmer to give you that, like, I've just got back from the beach glow without feeling like you're 16 and all sparkly. So um, that is my obsession is the Nora glow. And it even can compensate. Say you have a strap mark. She was putting it on her strap marks and they were almost disappeared. So that's my new obsession for the summer. That's a good one. It's a good one. You can have that with your Silver City Pink, my friend, and just (laughs) look so beachy. (laughs) I know. Nice. Well, my obsession is a steamer because I've recently been steaming graduation gowns for kids, and now I'm about to take a trip for the first time in a while this summer, and it's called the Joy Steamer. And I seriously haven't ironed in, in five years since I got this thing. Do either of you have a steamer? I do because I was anti shiny clothes, like turning your, your fabrics into a a sheen all over them from the (laughs) iron. So I love the steamer. I use a little hand one myself, Mm -hmm. um, even at home. This brand, they also make a little mini travel one and they come in fun colors too. So um, we'll put links in the show notes to all of these obsessions this week. Bailey, maybe we'll have a few photos from our recent girls trip of everyone playing tennis and pickleball for you, but um, nice. Well, maybe I should jump right into um, summer reads for 2022 and You know, the joys of being in a book group, 
I think you both know I love to read and I've loved to read since I was a kid. Um, And I also love bookstores and libraries. Like if I'm visiting a town, I may check out to see if there's a Carnegie library in the town. Um, And I love small independent bookstores and browsing. Um, And I really feel like if I have any addiction in my life, it's reading. I'll stay up super late. I'll just be like one more chapter, one more chapter. My hands start getting numb. And I just can't put a book down. Do either of you guys feel that way? I love reading. I have found that with the the introduction of the cell phone, I my reading has gone down drastically. But I too love going to bookstores. Wherever I am, I go to a bookstore. I have a huge collection of books. So really, that's a huge obsession. I love collecting books. I love collecting books I've read as a child. So yes, I'm I'm right there with you. Love reading. Excellent. I know. Well, I've also been in a book group basically the whole time I've been an adult. And, you know, Faylee, you were out here, I think it was maybe 15 years ago, and you came to one of my book groups when I was in a a much larger book group. It was a blast, right? I loved it. Yeah, some great women. And that's all I kept thinking. What a great bunch of women that you were engaging with. It's so fun. And I think for midsters, it's a really great social thing. Um, At one point when I didn't have a book group, when I moved towns, I actually went to the book group at my public library. And so I just wanted to give a shout out for that. If you don't really know of a book group, a great way is the public library. I'm sure almost every library across the country has it. And the good part about that is, you know, you don't feel as obligated if you don't like the book or in the end, you don't want to go, you know, it's really kind of like, well, I read a good book and I, you know, kind of really nothing there. I feel quite obligated to go to my book group that I have now, but in a good way, I just want to give a shout out to Cam, Julie, and Molly from my book group. We call ourselves the Marin Book Group. <laughs> I'm sure there's many others here, but what I love about this book group I'm in right now is there are only four of us, and it's really small and fun, and everybody almost always reads the book, which is a great thing. Um, but these ladies push me to read things that are a little out of my comfort zone. And I think that's a nice thing too, right? I'm actually learning and, and expanding kind of what I would normally read. Well, um, can I ask a question? Yeah. So let's say you're you're in town and you're not a member of a book club and you mentioned the public library. How do you find your, your book clubs outside of the public library? Are they groups of friends that you've got it together? Or did you hear about a book group and you were invited? Or how did that come about? You know, both times I heard about it and was invited, but we also have a great independent bookstore here in Marin, Book Passage, and they have book groups as well. So I think if you're somebody who doesn't have a friend or a colleague or someone that's inviting you, that's a great way, either through the public library or through a local a local bookstore. But I wanted to say for me, there's three main things about book groups that I just love. One is that, like what I just said, I pick up something I never would have on my own. So it really expands my reading. I love being with other women who love to read, right? It just feels so good. And we've all had that book that we're just dying to talk to somebody about, right? Um, And then 
you know, you have food and drinks and books and then just conversation, right? It's a, for me as a single midster, it's a great monthly event on my calendar that I really look forward to. Sometimes we go to wine bars, sometimes we go to someone's house and sit in the backyard. So it's something that really adds a lot um, to, to my social life. Now, Alan, I know that you are, have always been a huge reader, but I also know that you do like audiobooks, especially when you're traveling. I and I recently was going on vacation and I wanted to read the new Finding Me by Viola Davis. And when I heard she was actually reading her own book, and I just love her voice, it's just so deep and rich. So I thought, no, I'm not going to buy the paperback. I actually listened to the audio and I did it as I did this really long drive and it, my, my drove just, my drive just flew by because I was just so engrossed in the book. So, um, when do you decide whether you're going to do, uh, a book in your hands or on your cell phone, or you listen to it? You know, great question. And I um, still need to listen to that uh, Viola Davis book. I know you had recommended it. Um, usually, if I'm going on a big trip, I will gang up a book and some podcasts on a car in the car. And even in um, a long plane ride, I know that um, I'm out in California. I take a lot of trips back east. I think it's great on a plane also to be listening to an audio book. Um, what about you, Faye Do you ever listen to audiobooks? Well, as soon as you said that, I pulled up my audio list. Of course, you know, that's another obsession I have, Audible. I don't know if you all have that, where you pay a monthly fee and you get credits. So right now I'm looking and I have six credits, so I'm kind of excited. I think I'm going to download some of the books you're going to talk about. But yes, right now I'm reading The Golden Couple. And, you know, I go back and forth. I find that I read several books at a time. I'll read a novel, a self-help book. Um, so yes, I have a couple going on right now on Audible. And the other thing I do on Audible is I will get a classic. And I also have the Mount of Monte Cristo. It's over, I think I have it's 52 minutes. So yes, it's a great time to be in the car and listen to these books. Awesome. Well, let's jump right in to my five. Yes, I couldn't narrow it down to four books that I'm recommending for the summer of 2022. And I know, Faylee, you have a couple of books you're going to be recommending here as well as we walk through these. So the first book is a thriller and a mystery, and it's called The Last Thing He Told Me by Laura Dave. And this book is set in Marin County, where I live in Sausalito. And the main character finds out her husband is being investigated for a crime and he's missing. And he's left her with his 16-year-old daughter who doesn't really like her. Um, and from the very first page it got me, it really reminded me of Gone Girl or Girl on the Train. And you just can't put this one down. So the last thing he told me, great for the beach, for the plane, or just on your back porch, deck, patio on a weekend. That sounds very exciting. I also love that genre. Huge James Patterson. Right now, I'm actually reading a book by Patricia Cornwell, Autopsy. Uh, so it's a female, as you know, a strong female uh, pathologist. So that's what I'm reading right now. So it's it's a great genre to read. 
Do you think you'll pick up the last thing he told me, Bailey? What? My book that I just recommended. Do you yes. think you'll pick that one up too? Yes, absolutely. hundred. I'm going to put it on Audible actually with my credits. Absolutely. All right. Well, the second book I know that Tish and I have talked about a lot, it's The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown. And I think almost everybody's heard of Brene Brown, researcher, speaker, author. She explores this idea and this practice of wholehearted living. And she always talks about how she's a researcher. And I really like that. Everything she talks about is based in data, but she talks about shame, vulnerability, and self-worth. All great topics for us midsters. I think a lot of us are at this point in our life where we really are looking to dive into those subjects. And um, wholehearted living will help you cultivate worthiness, that you're good enough. And it was just the 10-year anniversary. She has a podcast herself with her two sisters where they discuss this book. Um, And it's like a multi-part podcast. So Tish and I are both going to be listening to the podcast and doing the book. Um, So, Yeah, I really, this one really spoke to me a lot. And again, it's the 10 10th anniversary of this book, but she really felt a need to revisit it and revisit all these different things in this with her sisters and to bring us along. So definitely it's a podcast you want to touch base on as well as the book. Um, What was so intriguing about this um, book to me was this idea of letting go of who you think you're supposed to be and embracing who you really are. And it really is kind of speaks to the whole notion of what we're doing in a podcast is, you know, embracing who we are and not letting anyone else out there define it. So that was great. And I love how she works in what they call um, uh, these uh, what guideposts. Guideposts, yeah. Yes. So one of the guideposts that really speaks to me, spoke to me, is this idea of making laugh, sing, and dance a priority. Mm-hmm. And for me, you know, I'm always this adventurer trying new things, doing new things. So that one really spoke to my heart. And I can definitely relate to that. Of the guideposts, Ellen, which one speaks to you the most? I think self-compassion, and I have to say here at Midlife, I am trying to speak to myself much more kindly and gently and be more forgiving of myself. And so I I think that one spoke to me a, a lot, but when you just said laugh, sing and dance too, it's like so simple to bring those things in when you think about it, right? When you know that it's um, something that you you have to think about. But I I definitely think self-compassion. Yeah. I love that this is a great summer read, but it's also that self-help that's not going to have you like crying (laughs) by yourself uh, in bed one night. Um, It's a really uplifting self-help book. So I'm dying to know what your third book is, though. Well, my third book is by one of my favorite authors of all time, Jane Green. And she has a new book called Sister Stardust. And if you haven't heard of Jane Green, um, she has 21 prior novels. I, I checked it out. And 
you know, she's like one of the the um, authors that really started kind of the chiclet movement uh, at least 10 or 20 years ago. So um, every summer I've read a Jane Green novel. This one is interesting because it was inspired by a true story from the 1960s of this woman, Talitha or Tally Getty. And she takes you from London to Marrakesh in the swinging 60s. I mean, it's just a ride. And that's a generation that I kind of idealize. And I think all of us have pictures of our moms from the 60s in caftans and the big teased hair, you know, that kind of thing. And um, I think Jane Green even made a line of, of jewelry and caftans and different things. She's quite creative. I follow her on Instagram um, and she's in Connecticut and she um, Tish did the um, oyster shells that we did the decoupage. Um, so she kind of inspired Tish and I last year to do an arts and crafts project with wine. Um, so, uh, you know, it's, it's a book that, that's a great beach read. And I know, Faye we were just talking about some other great beach reads before we started the episode. But, you know, I want to go, I'm excited about reading this book because it does take us back to a happier time. And, and I have a lot of memories from the 60s. I was little, but I, I still have a lot of memories. And I love the fact that it takes you different places that you may never have gone, but it gives you, you know, you're able to be there in a novel. My daughter has become an avid reader, which I'm so proud about. She never used to read, but I don't know what happened, but she now is an avid reader. And she has introduced me to, I'm sure you all heard of her, Ellen Hildenbrand. Hildebrand, um, yeah. She is very well known for her summer beachy romance novels. And um, so she's been reading those. And what, what I found interesting, what she said, I love murder mysteries. But she said during the summer when she's at the pool, that's too heavy for her. She wants to read something light, fun at the beach, like she's on vacation. So those books kind of take her away as she's at the pool. So I think I'm going to pick up a few of her books as well to read this summer. That's great. I think everyone should. I love books by Ellen Hildebrand, and it does make you want to go to Nantucket. That's for sure. You know, my fourth book kind of is in that same genre. It's called The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reid. So I didn't know this, but this book was published in 2017, but I just got it at the San Francisco airport in the last few months. And you think, who has seven husbands? What is this book about? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and the five hour flight to Tampa went by in a flash. So Evelyn Hugo really does have seven husbands. And it tells this story of kind of like old Hollywood of a girl who goes to Hollywood and has nothing and makes it big. And, you know, in, uh, at the age of 79 in the book, she gives a final interview to this woman this young girl in her twenties and you learn all about her life and it's glitzy and it's glam and it's horrible. It's like everything you think of, of the Hollywood of the forties and fifties and sixties. And um, you find out why she picked Monique Grant, um, the young writer in the end. And um, I just read another book by Taylor Jenkins Reid, and this I would say is a quintessential summer travel, summer beach read. Well, 
it's funny because with this with this story, you know, I think the gist of it is we are desperate to be seen beyond what our celebrity is or what people think we are. And I think about that a lot. Like, you know, we have this desire for people to really know the real us and to really know beyond the surface. Um, And I think really that's a lot what led us to this podcast as well. We had a message, we had a voice to say about something and we want people to know who we are down deep, what's important to us. So that what's really spoke to me with this book is the, um, we live in such a time of, you know, beautiful snapshots and Instagram and, and fast, fast, fast. And to get to know who someone is beyond that quick, um, that quickness, um, and especially like somebody like a Hollywood celebrity, you're really going to see that, you know, they probably don't know. You probably don't know who the real them are because you just know their characters. But just in real life, I think we all put on that character, you know, who's the person we are at work, who's the person we are here. Um, but, you know, to kind of get beyond that. Now, I know we originally had said you were going to talk about four summer reads, but you had a burning desire to bring in number five. So I want to hear what it is and why you felt this was a add this one to your list to kind of book. It's true. This was a last minute addition and it is historical fiction, which is a genre I really love. Do you both like reading historical fiction, ladies? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I've gotten away from it. You know, I used to love it, you know, um, but I really have gotten away from it. And so this piqued my interest for sure. Yes. Well, this is called The Lincoln Highway. And my book group read this book back in March, I think. And um, just to kind of set the stage, The Lincoln Highway was the name of what's now Route 80, which is the northern route across the country, starting, I think, in New York, New Jersey, all the way into San Francisco. And that road was opened in 1912. And it was how people you know, made their way cross country back, back in the day. And, um, this is by Amar Tolls. And, um, one of the reasons I was so excited to read this book was that the gentleman in Moscow, which I think was his second book is actually, I would say in my top 10 books of all times. So he writes historical fiction. Um, his first book was set in the roaring twenties. And so this book is set in 1954 Um, and it had this theme of kind of, you know, going someplace to better yourself. And of course, California is where they want to end up. So it's a it's a book about a, a young boy who gets out of like a reform school or detention center and comes back and gets his younger brother. And they're going to head west to find their mom who kind of abandoned them. So California is the golden place where they're going and they're going to take the Lincoln Highway. But through a whole series of things that happen to other boys from the detention center come and they end up taking this crazy road trip trip back to the East Coast. And I'm telling you, there's violence, there's manslaughter, there's murder, there's love, there's racism, there's incarceration, there's, you know, I mean, 
it's a brother story. It's a, a road story. It's a road trip story. And it's all set in 1954. And, you know, what, what kind of struck me was how um, poor the, the characters were and, you know, that they didn't really have a lot um, going and just that they were going to hit the road in search of a better future. And they hit some crazy, amazing, um, you know, uh, uh, kind of roadblocks along the way. And, you know, um, not to give too much away, but it does have a good ending, you know, after all of that craziness. And so it really takes you to that time of 1954 of big cars and crops that failed and people wanting to go to California in search of a better life. And, you know, you just can't put this book down. I love that. That sounds awesome. Yeah. I, oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to add that um, I saw that Bill Gates put this on his summer reading list today. Um, so definitely the book comes, you know, with a lot of accolades and people referring it. Oh, I love that. So I'm, I'm going to say, you know, if you're not in a book club already, go find one. It'll encourage you to read and, and you know, reconnect with that love of just, you know, transporting yourself to a different time and place. Um, and if you can't find one, well, talk to us about it. Send That's us right. your questions about it. if you read any of these. We would love to hear if how you feel about any of Ellen's picks for this summer. Um, but just go out, cut that time out for yourself to really enjoy um, a good read, a good light summer read. So I'm going to put um, all of these books in our show notes so people can easily find them. Um, and a link um, to the author as well. And I just want to say, get reading, everyone. Enjoy the summer. I'm excited. Lots to read. All right, Midsters, till next time. Have a great week, guys. The Positively Midlife podcast will drop every Wednesday. Become part of our tribe of women excited to thrive in midlife. Like, subscribe, and follow us wherever you listen and invite your friends along. Until next time, have a great week.